This is Eric Zolke, Web Communications Manager at the Population Reference Bureau. Stanley Smith is Professor of Economics and the Director of the Bureau of Economic Business Research, BEBR, at the University of Florida. He also directs the Bureau's Population Program, which produces the official population estimates for all cities and counties in Florida and population projections by age, sex, race, and Hispanic origin for Florida and each of its counties. His research interests include the methodology and analysis of population estimates and projections, state and local demography, economic demography, and the demography of Florida. His recent work includes estimates of population displacement resulting from the historic 2004 hurricane season in Florida. His earlier work on these hurricanes also includes findings about how demographic characteristics affect evacuation. Welcome, Stan. Thanks for joining today. Thank you, Eric. First, why was the 2004 hurricane season so historic in Florida? Well, it was historic for two reasons. First of all, it was the first time in recorded history that four hurricanes had hit the state in a single year. Some parts of the state were hit by two or even three of the hurricanes, and they really affected areas all over the state, from the western panhandle all the way down to the, uh, the southern Atlantic coast. And the second reason it was a historic season is that the hurricanes did so much damage. Uh, they caused at least 47 deaths in the state and more than $45 billion in damages. So in terms of economic costs, housing damage, and population displacement, 2004 was the, hur- the worst uh, hurricane season in Florida's history. And what are the possible demographic effects of a disaster such as a hurricane? Well, first of all, and probably most obvious, is that natural disasters can lead to a substantial loss of life. Uh, We saw that during Hurricane Katrina in 2005 and the earthquake in Haiti uh, last year and and most recently in the tsunami striking Japan. Uh, In addition, they often cause very large numbers of people to move out of their homes, some for just a short period of time, but others for a long time or even permanently. And housing damage and population displacement were the main things that we looked at in our uh, research on the 2004 hurricanes in Florida. And we estimated that 2.6 million housing units suffered at least minor damage from at least one of the storms. And this represented more than 30% of the state's total housing stock. And in some regions, 80 or even 90% of the housing units were damaged often so severely that they were unlivable. Uh, almost one or more than one and a half million people uh, were forced to move out of their homes, at least temporarily. And this represented one out of every 11 residents of the, of the state. And again, in some regions, it was much more severe. Uh, almost a third of the residents in some regions were forced out of their homes, at least temporarily. Uh, but for most people, these moves were fairly short-lived. Uh, for the state as a whole, about 77% of the moves were for, from, for less than two weeks, and only 8% were for more than three months. But again, in some regions, 20 or even 30% of those who were displaced were away from home for at least three months. So aside for, from anecdotal stories, how do you find out <clears throat> about how much disaster affected population size or distribution? Well, that's a huge problem. Uh, There is no single data source that can provide data that's comprehensive 
and covers the demographic effects of hurricanes and, and other natural disasters. You can get partial information from a number of data sources. For example, the Red Cross uh, collects information on damaged uh, or destroyed units. FEMA uh, provides information on the number of people filing for disaster assistance. The post office uh, has change of address data that you can use to track movers. Insurance companies uh, provide information on the, the number and value of claims. And property appraiser files uh, often provide information on, on damaged units. And all these sources are helpful, but none of them provide a really complete, comprehensive picture of what has happened. And in addition, they're often available only after a fairly substantial time lag. So what it comes down to is that the only way to collect really detailed information is through sample surveys. And these surveys can be pretty expensive. Uh, they're very time-consuming. And typically, they don't provide information on the entire population, but they're usually the best source of information on the demographic effects of, uh, of hurricanes and other natural disasters. In your recent work on the 2004 hurricane season in Florida, uh, what did you find out about how the hurricanes affected population growth? Well, at the state level, the hurricanes had virtually no impact uh, on population growth. Uh, Florida grew by more than 400,000 residents uh, between 2004 and 2005, which was one of the biggest growth years uh, in the state's history. Uh, the following year also had a great deal of growth. So state level, really not much of an impact. At the local level, though, the hurricanes did have a substantial impact. We estimated that five counties and a number of cities lost population as a result of the hurricanes. But the effects were typically uh, fairly short-term. All the cities and counties that lost population uh, as a result of the hurricanes in one year grew during the following year. And most of them had made up their losses within two years. And I think it's interesting to note that most places returned to the same rate of growth after the hurricanes that they had before the hurricanes. Uh, so if they've been growing rapidly, they returned to a fairly rapid uh, rate of growth. If they were growing slowly, they were re returned to a fairly slow uh, rate of growth. So it really doesn't appear that the 2004 hurricanes, or previous hurricanes for that matter, uh, had any impact on, on long-term population growth in Florida. What about Hurricane Katrina, which devastated coastal communities in Louisiana and Mississippi in 2005? How did the demographic effects of that hurricane differ from those following the 2004 hurricanes in Florida? Well, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Uh, and there were some obvious similarities between Katrina and the Florida hurricanes, but there were some major differences as well. Katrina caused far more deaths and more economic damage uh, than the Florida hurricanes. It destroyed more housing units, and it caused more people to move further away and stay away longer. Uh, in many ways, I think Hurricane Katrina was the most devastating natural disaster that ever struck the United States. But the Florida hurricanes caused at least minor damage to more housing units than Katrina did, and it forced more people out of their homes, at least temporarily. So I guess I would sort of sum it up by saying the, the demographic effects of the 2004 Florida hurricanes 
were somewhat broader than the effects of Hurricane Katrina, but they were considerably less severe. There are also some other major differences. Uh, recovery time was one. Uh, recovery from Katrina has been substantially slower than recovery from the 2004 Florida hurricanes. I think the reasons it's been so slow uh, with Katrina were, first of all, the damage was a lot more severe. Uh, there were disputes over insurance coverage, which often slowed payments for damages. There were delays in getting state and federal aid programs up and running. Uh, there was a very substantial loss in jobs and infrastructure from Katrina, and we really didn't see that with the 2004 uh, hurricanes in Florida. And finally, there was controversy regarding the costs and benefits of rebuilding in environmentally vulnerable areas, especially in the low-lying areas of, of New Orleans. With respect to New Orleans, I think it should be noted that the city had been losing population for a number of decades prior uh, to Hurricane Katrina, uh, and it lost more than half its remaining population in the, in the year immediate following uh, the hurricane. Now, it's gained some of that back, but the population in the recent 2010 census count was still about 140,000 smaller than it had been in 2000. Long-range predictions are always risky, but I think it's quite possible that New Orleans will never again reach the population size it had prior to Hurricane Katrina. I also want to ask you about evacuations. Your earlier work on these hurricanes also looked at the effect of demographic characteristics on evacuations. Um, what characteristics affect who evacuates and the timeliness of evacuation? Well, in our surveys, we asked a number of questions about evacuation prior to the arrival of the hurricanes. We found that about one in four Floridians evacuated at least once uh, and Quite a few evacuated two or even three times because several hurricanes came through their area. And in some regions, more than half of the residents evacuated at least once. We found that the two major factors affecting evacuation were the strength of the hurricane and the vulnerability of the housing unit. Not surprisingly, uh, we found that people were much more likely to evacuate for the stronger storms than for the weaker storms and that people living in mobile homes were much more likely to evacuate than people living in traditional single-family units or in uh, multi-unit structures. Uh, we also found that women were more likely to evacuate than men and that households with children were more likely to evacuate than other households. Uh, similar results have been found in other studies as well. We also did some follow-up surveys in two counties asking the people who didn't evacuate why they chose not to. And in one county, more than half of the uh, respondents said they thought they could safely ride out the storm where they were. This is a common response. People often think they will be safe where they are. In the other county, about a quarter of the respondents said they thought they could ride out the storm where they were, but another quarter thought the storm would hit somewhere else. Uh, and this is sort of unusual, but it occurred because Hurricane Charlie, which was the first hurricane and the one that affected that county, changed its path fairly dramatically just before making landfall, and it caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, in both counties, we found that a substantial number of people said they didn't evacuate because they were concerned about leaving their pets behind 
or were concerned about leaving their homes uh, unattended. Does this have implications for planning and managing evacuations? Yeah, I I think that it does. Um, I think in planning for future hurricanes, it's important to, first of all, provide clear warnings about the strength and the likely path of the hurricane. But it's also important to emphasize the possibility that 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 path could change and could change very rapidly uh, and with very little advance notice. In some instances, mandatory evacuations will probably be required. I think it's also important to provide information on the best evacuation routes and then try to keep the traffic flowing uh, because congestion and delays uh, keep a lot of people from from choosing to evacuate. I think it's important to provide assistance for people who lack the means of transportation. Uh, We saw that very dramatically in New Orleans uh, with Hurricane Katrina. And, And finally, I think it's important to provide accommodations for pets. Uh, There are a lot of people that if they can't take their pets with them, they're simply not going to evacuate. So providing uh, some sort of accommodation at shelters or other designated locations, I think, would would really improve on uh, evacuation behavior. And I think if those things were done, the whole process would run a lot more smoothly than it often does now. Well, thank you again, Stan, for talking about this very important topic today. Sure enough. My pleasure.